Welcome everyone. It is episode eight, season three, and we have a, a third party. It is a threesome. <laughs> We're so excited to have another guest live here with us who actually is our first guest who flew quite a bit of distance to join us on this lovely Joybird couch. You guys, please sponsor us. <laughs> uh, welcome to Rise with Dina and Becca. I am Dina Ivis. I am Becca Pace. And I'm Christy Case. Ooh, Ooh that's rhyming action. Yeah. Um, uh, we did we did forget to give you our social media handles in the last episode because we were trying to be cool and put them at the end, <laughs> and then we forgot. But then we forgot, <laughs> so we're just gonna do what we do at the beginning so that we don't forget. So you can please give our podcast a follow. This is Rise with Dina and Becca. My personal is Becca Pace, and mine is at Dina Ivis. And, and I don't do social media. Ooh, Love that girl. for you. Oh, girl, mm. you're good. But will you join <laughs> no. Facebook to be in our group? I can. I can. Just make okay. it okay. just for us. And even of if you just lurk, you of don't course. even have to say anything. Come of in incognito name. Ooh, yeah. I have to say, I haven't posted anything on my personal page other than my stories because I was very proud of my avocado toast um, this morning. Hi, Mr. Sweet. Oh, yes, we're gonna have Stealing my thunder. <laughs> um, now he comes to be your friend. <laughs> and it was quite liberating, you know, seven days without posting anything mm. on Instagram because I was just immersed in the moment because I was so excited that you wanted to come down here and visit me. Yes. Can you please tell me, <laughs> because I'm the third party of this threesome, <laughs> how you all met and how your friendship blossomed? Yes. Do you want to go or you want me to tell? Oh, I'd love to hear it from okay. your perspective, actually. Uh, from my perspective, so uh, Dina worked at BASE, which is the gym that I'm a longtime member of, and she was a super awesome yoga teacher. Yeah. And I'm a very snobby yoga girl. And, um, <laughs> I do not like all yoga teachers necessarily. And uh, I went to one of her classes and I was just like, oh, like she knows what she's doing. This is really fantastic. And then I just think, I don't know, we started chatting or, oh, I learned you were from New Hampshire. Yes. Which and then I was like, common. oh my God, I'm from Massachusetts. Yes. And my sister lives in New Hampshire. And then so we just, the world collided. we just vibed. Yeah. You don't yeah. often meet people really from like that part of it. No, it's just, they're just really small states. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's and, so cool. Yeah. And um, I have to say, I was very tickled that um, you were regular in my class. Cause I was like, was you know, creepy. you know how this is Bex. You notice people oh, who like come course. to class and like you always notice it's like they're like I don't know they got skills I know and I was just you can pick up on that energy That's yeah nice. I could tell she was like mm -hmm. a real deal yogi um so yeah, yeah. I'm so a here front we are. row yoga class front like, row girl same like, spot every front. class yeah. oh, God, like what yeah. if some what if you came totally. into a studio and someone was in your space <laughs> do you tell them to get out no never <laughs> but I like I usually like do. seethe with resentment the whole class but no You're I would never shooting tell them dagger eyes yeah no I'm just like that's my spot oh I love that yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like blessed that you took my um, stretch class while you sent it here in town. <laughs> I loved that. Pulled up in Dina's room, and I could look at you from afar. It was great. Yes. yes. Um, I don't know you very well because we just met. So I, I mean, we've got a slew of questions for you. But um, I mean, if you'd like to tell the audience and myself a little bit about what you do, so that we can kind of open up this book, if you will, on on this amazing topic of yeah. today's podcast. So uh, I have uh, my master's degree in social work and I am an LCSW, which stands for licensed clinical social worker, which is the highest license you can have. 
And uh, what that means is I am able to do a variety of things uh, with people and from a mental health perspective. Okay. So my career has been in oncology. So I have a certification um, that I've had for almost 15 years at this point. Uh, so I primarily work with people that are diagnosed with cancer. Uh, my part-time job, I work in a cancer center, which I've done much of my career. And then my other part-time job is my private therapy practice. I see people in person. I see people virtually wow. for the most part, it's, uh, women that have been diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm -hmm. That's, wow. uh, that's really my population, but I can technically see anyone for any kind of general life adjustments, anxiety, depression, health issues, bereavement. Wow. Uh, but yeah, cancer is, is really where my heart is for no particular reason. I was going to ask if there's something that drew you to that particular no, lane, but no. I guess I like universe took care of. Yeah. Right. Happen. Oh, that's so fantastic. I'm sure there's many people who are, you know, yes. it, who reap the benefits of your, your well, skills. I've never shared this and I don't even know if I've shared this with you, but I had a scare, a breast cancer scare, um, not too long ago where I had an abnormal mammogram, you know, we're all in the, the 40, 40 club, this gorgeous woman with this flawless skin just turned 40 <laughs> in January. And we have to shout out Randy. Cause we haven't been doing that very often, but she's a fellow Capricorn, yes. which is one of our favorite signs. We tend to mix really well with them and obviously fire signs as well. Um, but yeah, I had a scare where I had to get multiple mammograms to just, uh, and ultrasounds and things. And of course, like it, it's just something that came out of nowhere where I was like, what is this going to mean for my life? Mm -hmm. So to know that there's somebody who specializes in that and mm -hmm. supporting, you know, women going through that. I mean, so grateful for what you do. You. So grateful for what you do. And it's heavy. So you clearly your yoga practice must be a part of the, <laughs> oh the gosh, reasons yes. why, like you can get up and do this, just having that own commitment to like clearing out the energy. Cause it's probably a lot to take in. Right. Definitely. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, hearing people's worst fears experienced and people's lives changing overnight and people's wow. yeah, everything gets upended and everything becomes inconvenienced and it becomes like a full-time job to deal with cancer. And so yeah. people are usually struggling, yeah. not always um, sharing that with people that they're struggling, but often very silently struggling. Right. And so when they find me, they're usually very relieved to know, like they can say whatever they want. And it's sure. not going to freak me out. I've mm -hmm. heard it. It's okay. I, mm -hmm. I understand it. I, I encourage that they share all the scary things with me. Right. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, I'm still a human and I take on their stuff and yeah. I'm trained for it, but I'm still human. Yeah. I had a question actually that kind of circles into what we're, what this is. And yeah. I have to grab my notebook just so I can yes. reference it. <laughs> but I mean, it seems like you're so well-versed and you have this great way of separating work and life. But I'm, I'm wondering, I guess this is sort of a follow-up. My initial question was, do you find it difficult to leave work at work when you go home? Since it seems like you are you can kind of do that. Do you have other ways that you find you can separate those things outside of maybe your yoga practice, other ways to kind of clear the air for yourself? Yeah, yeah it's a great question. Uh, well, one, I'm like a hardcore gym rat. So <laughs> gym Clearly, all like, the gym. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the gym yeah, we all worked out together. No that big deal. Strutting in. So yeah, I mean, physical exercise is mm -hmm. a huge part of the way I process stress and I get it out and, and I can kind of exhaust my body a little bit mm -hmm. and my brain will calm down. Uh, obviously yoga is a big part of it. Um, but really like having fun in my life. And that mm. seems oh. very simplified, but 
I know this to be true that like so many people like don't have fun. Yeah. You know, yeah. they just, there is just no fun. Um, and so I really believe in fun and I don't necessarily mean like pay $300 to go to Disney world fun. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask 300 what, is what a is very fun? real <laughs> underestimate, like right, 3,000 to go to Disney. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> um, but, like fun doesn't have to be expensive or yeah. super time consuming. Like fun can be watching a funny thing on Netflix. Fun can be coming for a couple of days to Florida yeah. with people. Um, fun can be, you know, going to a new park and going on a new hike. So yeah. I really try to make sure that I'm living a life where there's also some like fun, enjoyable activities, mm -hmm. because if all I'm doing is working and then eating and sleeping, which I have worked like that in my life. And it really made me very miserable. So yeah. I really try to just have some fun. Mm -hmm. um, once a week, a few times a month, whatever that looks Perfect. like. It's and like, it, it seems to like it. Yeah. Your yin and yang, your, your balance it keeps me afloat. Pretty balanced. That's, That's good. Important. And I think it's really apparent via your hinge profile. Y'all, <laughs> if you don't mind my saying this woman is on the market and swipe her up really quickly. Um, I am like, I would, but <laughs> we're too close. We don't want to like mess that up. Um, but one of the things on your profile, we were sharing our profiles today with each other was um, your zip lining oh, and yes. which we're going to yes, do yes, together yes. in Costa Rica because yes. she's coming on my retreat. Um, but it was funny because that kind of led into the topic of what we were going to discuss in the podcast today, which we haven't even really got into yet, which is anxiety. And I mm. am very anxious about zip lining because it's something that I've never done before. Um, and But seeing you on your hinge profile, she was like upside down and like hanging yeah. by a pinky nail. <laughs> And I was like, this woman is just living her best damn life. And, you know, it, it got us talking. We were talking in the bathroom as we were getting ready together. She's staying in my wing, you guys, mm -hmm. um, about just anxiety and how, like, for me around travel, I always had a lot of anxiety. Number one, because I used to hate to fly. I always mm -hmm. used to take Xanax, like even before I got on the plane, just to like diffuse the idea that like, what if there was turbulence? You know, um, and then somebody said something to me and I'm, I'm circling back to because we always like to share a quote um, in our podcast and her quote today is actually from Christie's body. It's mm. tattooed on her. It's a, it's a <laughs> mantra, if you will. But I have a mantra now when I fly that I use that's really helped me like not feel stress about being out of control up in the air in a little tube. And it's very simple. I just say that turbulence is just like bumps in the road. And actually a, a lovely, fabulous, gay um, flight attendant told me that one, one very turbulent turbulent flight and it stuck with me and I've since stopped taking my Xanax when I fly and oh, it's very liberating great. because you know I realized that you know this anxiety that I was creating in my mind was really pretty irrational you know like mm -hmm. like we were talking about earlier not to get too morbid you guys but the chances of you <laughs> dying god forbid in a plane crash are very slim whereas if you get on 95 here in Florida with all the freaking crazy drivers mm -mm, you know there's mm -mm. just we see like a crash like almost <laughs> every day it's so terrifying but um so just reframing things so would you mind sharing with the people mm. what is tattooed on your body? You have a few tattoos, yes. but I do have a few. Uh, but my most prized possession is uh, the quote that says more will be revealed. And uh, the reason I got that tattoo, that. which mm -hmm. I consider my uh, anti-anxiety medication, and that it's a daily reminder. Um, the reason I got that tattoo was uh, anxiety is based on fearing something happening in the future that has not happened yet. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, that doesn't mean that maybe something similar hasn't happened in the past, right. but the reality is, is like, we're only in today and I don't even know what date it is actually, because I'm on vacation. <laughs> it's a good problem. <laughs> uh, it's like the 13th, maybe. I don't know. We don't know either. Whatever day it is, <laughs> whatever time it is, like that's all we're in right now. That's yeah. great. And so, um, you know, and this is very much a luxurious way of thinking. People very much have to plan and worry for their future in certain circumstances. Mm-hmm. And I certainly recognize that, but the tattoo of more will be revealed is my way of self-soothing me of like, you know what, you're going to get more information. The universe will share something with you. The day will move forward. You'll get your answer. You'll Mm. be more clear. You'll have that information that you're worried about. What is it going to be? And so the more will be revealed just reminds me like, I'll find out. I don't need to always know in the yeah. moment. Um, it's trusting that process too. Yeah. Which is very hard to do depending yeah. on what you're experiencing, you know, what your anxiety is about, but sure. if it can be tapped into, it's, it's really my, my antidote to anxiety now. Oh, I love that. And it's like, you know, it's on your body. Yeah, so no, tattooed because I forget it. I have what I love to call the automatic forgetter, which is like, <laughs> I know all the wonderful things I spew them all out as a professional. And then I read about them and I learn all of them, but you know what, when I'm going through it too, it's like automatically forgot. I, I don't remember my tools. I don't right. remember we how to trust. This. Of we course. This. But Human that's nature. why we have each other to help uphold that trust within ourselves. Exactly. Um, yeah, you have so many great questions in that notebook. <laughs> well, I feel like this one could be a good one to lead into what I'm really curious about, which was the language thing that we're going to get into. Yes. So I feel like this might be a good, maybe a good segue, or maybe that one will be a lead, but I am not in a relationship and I'm happy not being in a relationship right now, but I have known in my close friends and family, people who have kind of stayed in a relationship, but it's not quite molding the way that it should. And I'm wondering if you have any advice to people who are having trouble convincing their loved ones to go to therapy, when it's, you know, it's something that they, this would be, this could be fixable yep. if somebody in a professional matter could help us, but the other person's like, Nope, I'm not right. doing it. Yeah. Yes. Any advice? Oh yeah. <laughs> Great. Uh, so I got to say, I love this question. I get it a lot. Um, <laughs> oh gosh. Yes. And I, I also get, and I think a lot of therapists experience this. I know I do as a therapist, we get phone calls from family members mm. who say this person really, really needs you. And then I'll say, okay, well they can call me. And right. they're like, but they don't want to call you. I'm like, well, um, then it won't work because right, they yeah. need to want to call me. Yeah. So how I think about it is Therapy is not for people who need it. It is for people who want it. Mm, That is a very clear distinction. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, There's also a variety of things that I think intimidate people about therapy. One, it's a commitment for Mm -hmm. most therapists. It's a weekly thing. It doesn't always have to be, but it is a commitment. And a lot of people are very afraid to make a commitment Mm -hmm. as we know. Um, it usually has a cost associated with it. And that's not always accessible for everybody. Um, It also requires a lot of vulnerability, which um, not everyone's really up for, uh, (laughs) unfortunately. (laughs) Um, That like, 
you know, therapy usually works because you're honest and you're sharing about what's really going on mm -hmm. and you're not doing surfacey stuff. So it requires a level of vulnerability that not everyone's comfortable with. Mm -hmm. um, and sadly, there is still very much a stigma, even though I think COVID has really, really blasted that stigma out of the water on Thank mental goodness. health. Yeah. I, st I still think there very much is, especially depending on the culture you come from or yeah. the country you're, you know, of your origin, mm -hmm. it's, um, it can still be very stigmatized. Yeah. And so I think there's a variety of things at work that um, that maybe create a barrier. Right now, I think the true barrier is there is such a demand for therapy and there's not enough therapists. Wow. Oh, absolutely. It, wow. it, the industry, for lack of a better word, of <laughs> mental health is so uh, is so high in demand right now. Mm. And there just aren't enough of us to, to really do the work that needs to be done. Mm. Uh, so to find a therapist and, you know, one of the questions I know was like, do I have a therapist? And like, I've been looking for a therapist and it's very hard to find one with availability. Wow. Well, and I, I also feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, that it's kind of like finding a yoga teacher who you thresh, you, you jive with, you yeah. have to feel comfortable to open up Absolutely. and expose those vulnerabilities. Absolutely. And so it's almost like a shopping spree. Like, Oh, I'm yeah. gonna try these people out, which Absolutely. again is another. I have it's a commitment just to find the person who's gonna stick and who's Absolutely. gonna work. So it's true. I've had Absolutely. a couple of different therapists um, in my my years in therapy, and you know, it's it took me a minute because I was skeptical. I was very skeptical at the beginning. Mm -hmm. I was very nervous to open up about certain things, and then you know, I didn't really click with my first couple therapists. So I was like, oh, see, like I have all the answers right? within me. What do they know? <laughs> but I will say one thing that I think is a benefit to, you know, the, the pandemic and how that's kind of changed the way that we interact with each other is you have access now to more therapists because a lot of them are now available virtually, mm -hmm, you know, and my therapist currently is in New York. Um, and she's so bomb. She like tells it how it is. She likes, you know, she swears, which I'm like, you're speaking to my heart. <laughs> you know, she, we really click. And, um, you know, I wouldn't have had access to her otherwise. Cause I don't know that she was doing, you know, mm. virtual therapy prior to that. Yeah. Um, so I think that is one benefit to it. Absolutely. You know, it's so. really opened up the ability to find the type of person you really want to work with because yeah. now it's no longer like someone in a 10 mile radius. Now it's like, right. however mile radius your state can go, yeah, you know, yeah. or there's a lot of therapists uh, since COVID that are uh, licensed in multiple different states. Okay. So you can have, oh God, you can have as many licenses as you want to practice in certain states. And so, you know, you can find a therapist that might be living in Wisconsin, but maybe they have what you need and they're licensed for me, you know, like in New Jersey, so wow. I can work with them. So it really has opened up um, the plethora of people. And at the same time, I think what that does is also overwhelm people of like, well, how do I find so them? And they're all so great. And yeah. like you were saying, it's a relationship. Yeah. It is a relationship, yeah. just like a friendship or a romantic partner or the job that you want. It is a relationship. So you've got to feel good about it. And you, for the most part, are paying money and to you want to feel out. good <laughs> about who you're giving your money to. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it does require some research and some homework and some faith and some willingness. Um, and, but I do think, you know, when people do it, I, 
it's pretty rare that I've ever heard anyone regret going. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, that's pretty, I mean, yeah. there's rare situations where that is the case, but most people find it really beneficial. I know right. I did. I mean, I paid like a house for it over my, <laughs> you know, but yeah, but what a great it, investment, it was a though. game changer. Mm-hmm. It I was mean, a game changer. It's the same as going to a yoga class or a fitness class. It's like, sometimes you have to really drag yourself to get there, but do you always feel better afterwards? Mm-hmm. Like, I know for me, the answer is always yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, especially but it, in the long run. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I, I also think a lot of people don't you know, the idea, like, I think therapy has this stigma that you have to like lay on a couch and like whatever. And I think the fact that you don't have to do that anymore, you don't even necessarily have to be like seen if you Mm -hmm. do it over the phone really has opened up a lot more people to the idea of it. But to your point earlier, Bex, about like, you know, how can you get like maybe a partner or a family member or a friend to like entertain the idea of therapy? I think that that also circles back to what we were talking about earlier about like, just maybe the partner and you just aren't maybe on the same page about certain things like the love languages, oh, which is, what a wonderful segue <laughs> you know, which we, we love talking about. And because I'm curious what yours are, that's a question that I hadn't had in my oh. book that I'm going to ask you. Mm. So if you need a minute to think about it, but we have the same love mm-hmm. languages, physical touch, yeah. number one, like, please touch me <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, and, and tell me I'm pretty. <laughs> and I, I, knew, I newly discovered my third is um, the key to my heart everybody is food uh chocolate primarily but I definitely I'm with you on that I'm finding myself even more drawn to food than anything else lately so food is love food is love and and when somebody makes it for you para you um, (laughs) you can taste the love in it I feel like when I cook my own food I'm like this is bland a little more salt (laughs) when I eat when somebody else makes it for me I'm like it's fabulous I need nothing more it's perfect. Just yeah, but I think feel that love. If they're preparing it with passion, just mm-hmm. like anything that you do with passion, like it shows through mm-hmm. and you'll taste buds and elsewhere. So what are your love languages? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my top two are quality time and of course, words of affirmation. Okay. Uh, I want you to tell me that I'm pretty and I'm the strongest woman in the gym. <laughs> you like, good in those leggings. <laughs> you uh, oh my God. Her arse looked amazing. <laughs> I gave uh, Christy a pair of my leggings because you guys, I have a lot. I actually meant to say this in um, in a previous episode. You guys I have a Poshmark store because I have so many leggings. So this I, is a good, good yeah. Kid. So I'm at, know. I will share the link in our Facebook group, which y'all got to hop into that Facebook group. We're like over 150 people in there already. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be doing a special anniversary live class for our one year anniversary of our podcast. So you have to be in there to find out about that. And you can find out what leggings I have for sale mm-hmm. My Poshmark store. Yay. And uh, Christy also is going home with a few more bobbing suits. Because <laughs> Don't worry, Martha. I know you're listening. There's still at least 20 bathing suits. Oh, there's a whole pubic bag full, full of them. So don't worry. You still have a huge variety to choose from. Um, but we didn't have a question specifically about. Yeah. So I didn't realize that, so, the, yes, yes, you know, yes. we know the five love languages, right? Can just we, just we, to review. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> Words yes. of affirmation, acts of service physical touch gifts. And what's the last one? Quality time, quality time, quality time. Um, and, but I didn't realize that within that there's even, uh, there's subcategories, if you will, or as you so eloquently referred to them as dialects in each love language. And we were talking a little bit about, and this made so much sense to me. It's like, how do I know then what I know now? It's like, you know, you can tell your partner, for instance, I think this is really important to do you guys, by the way, hot tip. And I wish I had done this in previous relationships, but I didn't really know what my love language is because mm-hmm. I didn't have the language to understand them. Right. I didn't, it wasn't really spoken about until I think the yeah. past few years. Um, 
Yeah, I think it's really important to share pretty early on in your relationship with somebody what your love languages are, because otherwise it's like we don't really know how to, you know, what speaks to the other person's soul. We know mm -hmm. it speaks to ours, but that just might not be something that resonates with them. So we're like, oh my gosh, I'm doing all these acts of service for you. And like, it's not hitting, you know, it's like, well, I just want you to touch me. Or like you were saying, like, maybe your physical touch is, doesn't mean sex necessarily, but like holding hands, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yep. So if it's really important to you that like your partner holds your hand, like tell them that you guys, and mm -hmm. like, then they'll hold your hand unless they're a dud. And then you're like, bye, get out of here. Hold my own damn hand. <laughs> but you know, it's like, because there are so many nuances to each of the love languages. Right. Yes. And would you like to elaborate? I feel like I've still yes. defined that. Yes. <laughs> so, um, how I think of love languages is I think of them as languages with dialects, right? So, uh, there's many countries in the world that speak the language of English, but we all don't speak the same language of English, right? right? We have slang terms, we have local terms, we have accents, we have all these different uh, dialects that we speak the same language in. So for me, quality time is my one of my primary love languages. When I say quality time, I mean like, I wanna go to the grocery store with you and walk the aisles and like pick out snacks. I wanna sit on the couch and like watch a television show together. Maybe my partner's ideal of quality time is we're going to go on vacation together or we're going to go to this concert together. Mm -hmm. And so even when you have the same love languages, you have to have a conversation about, well, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Because your dialect of quality time and my dialect wow. might be wildly different. Right. Yeah. And um, I do believe that that can be a real point of tension in relationships when you don't understand how the other person wants to be loved. And it's not just romantic partnerships. It is friendships. It is That's work relationships, so right? For me at work, obviously I'm not going to expect my boss to be like, Christy, you're so pretty, but I <laughs> want her to say like, you're doing a phenomenal job. And yeah. I'm so glad that we have you working here. Right. Yes. That really fills my love bucket. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, um, you know, my dialect in romantic relationships might be different than my dialect in my work relationship mm -hmm. or my friendships. And For so sure. it's so helpful to know what your dialects are in these different relationships and then be able to communicate that in those relationships so that hopefully you pick partnerships or friendships that can actually honor that and fill that mm -hmm. some people can some people can't that's okay right. but you at least get to say like hey this is what works for me can you help fulfill this right mm -hmm. while I also fulfill it myself because it's my responsibility but yeah. hey if you mm -hmm. want to tag along and help out please do that makes so much sense and I feel like in all of my past serious relationships, this has been a conversation that has never been brought up. Yeah. And it's almost like, and we've talked about this too, Dean, and like, it's, it's more than, it's as if we're speaking two completely different actual languages and we're not, we don't understand why there's this tension, why I'm doing everything yeah. I can possibly do. How come you don't understand me? Yes. Well, because we don't have a conversation about it. I don't know you, you don't know me. And so instead of working it out, because maybe one doesn't want to go to therapy, <laughs> uh, then that's it. And then it's just, you just cut the rope. But at the same time, I almost think that that maybe when those conversations don't kind of come up organically, maybe they shouldn't be forced. If it's already kind of feeling this is, I don't think this is going to work. The more I'm thinking about it, the more we're kind of getting deeper, the more we're kind of going in opposite directions. Yeah. I don't know that I even want to, is it worth it? I don't know. 
But yeah, I, I, mean, it, I feel like true. it can bring up resentment, right? It's yeah. like if you, oh, let's gosh. say like, you know, you, <laughs> yeah. you are like a cuddler and like, I know for me, like I love to cuddle in bed at night. Like that is one of my Same. love languages, right? Mr. Sweet. So that's sweet. your dialect of physical my, touch. Yes, my yes. dialect yes. of physical touch is cuddling is one of my things. I will say, I get it if you don't cuddle me because I run real hot. <laughs> I like, but poor Christy is a saint. She's sleeping in the bed with me and I'm blasting the AC because I'm just always hot. I'm a freaking fire sign, you guys. You are a hot-blooded Italian woman. I never got that hot when I slept with you. Good. Well, thank God. Well, we didn't touch. We didn't. Not touch. that we're touching, yeah, but but you were but, yeah. always out of the blankets with like limbs, and I was had them up to my chin. So right. Yeah. I mean, it's so I understand if you don't cuddle yeah. me necessarily, but. At the beginning, like I, you know, you know, first time you're like sleeping together and whatever, I'd be like, why aren't they touching me? You know, right? and it's like, well, cause I never articulated that, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, you how do, do like you know? Little, like shuffle over, like, let me just get myself yeah. a little closer to you. Right? Get the hip, rub yeah. your butt on them. It's so interesting you say that because I'm total opposite. I'm like, when I go to bed, I'm like, hug me. Okay, now get on your side and like, get mm. away from me. Cause I want to be left alone and like be left at peace. And mm. so- yeah, which could be it's taken like, the wrong way. Exactly. You know, because yeah. I would take that as you're rejecting me. Yes. It's, it's just, that's just not like, you know, so I think just be mm. because I want that doesn't mean that everyone wants right. that. Mm. I think that it's really important just to make sure you're speaking the same. You understand their dialect, Absolutely. if you will, even mm. if it doesn't speak to you Absolutely. personally. This is why I think it's great. I mean, listen, I hate dating apps, but I do like <laughs> that love language is one of the like the prompts yeah. now. Yeah, it's great. one of the first things yeah, I look yeah, at. Yeah. I don't well, let's be yeah. real. I look at the pictures, but then, <laughs> but then I look at the love the language age. and the age <laughs> and the height. <laughs> <laughs> I look at a bunch of different things. <laughs> but I never, I don't think that that was ever like a thing on dating apps back in the day no. when they first came out. Like love no, language, so you're, like, true. You're a dork. Yeah. Right. You know? I'm like, what's a love language? I think also on there should be like, have you gone to therapy? Are you open to therapy? <laughs> I would love that to be a prompt on a dating app oh all right God. any of the dating apps if you're listening please put in a prompt that asks if you've been to therapy and right. what you've worked on and like have and you resolved your childhood trauma because yeah, right? if you haven't I need to know that right it can be a yes or a no it's like do you drink oh. wine do you smoke weed do yeah. you go to therapy yeah. it's like right. I would like a yes or a no <laughs> simple it's very simple folks and also sponsor us okay great yeah <laughs> Wait, actually though I think it would be funny a funny segue to talk about we were talking about dating apps by the pool today and um, I love that like you know, it's just it's always so interesting to me when other people go onto their apps to see what pops up on like, you know, because obviously we have different filters and parameters yeah. to what we're looking for. Mm -hmm. Guys, why, why? <laughs> With two things that irk me. Oh, no. Car selfies. Oh no. Because oh, if, no. if you're in your car taking your like header picture, you're probably trying to hide something. Because like, why are you in your car? Why are you in your car? Like, also that shows nothing about you. It's 80% of the photos are in a car. Right. And they're like strapped in. And it's like, <laughs> it's like really intense. Unless you're trying to like flex it, like you have a Rolls Royce. Which yeah. If you have a Rolls That's Royce, you thing. shouldn't be flexing because <laughs> right. or you, you should be, be just secure enough to not have to flex. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. Right. And the other and one is the bathroom. <gasps> the bathroom. Right? With the dirty mirror oh, and like your bathroom. shit on the countertop, all the, like toothpaste <gasps> everywhere. Right. <gasps> but like, it just, and the angles are always wrong, but anyway, we digress, the, but the fish, 
That's another oh my one. God, the bass. Oh, the- please stop holding <laughs> Wait, fish. There's a lot more. There's the fish and there's the horrible sunnies. Like the sunglasses. Oh, like, like the Guy Fieri sunglasses. Yes, the Guy Fieri. Like if you have sunglasses that you could wear behind your neck, please don't wear them in your dating app profile. And pictures. also you need to have one picture without a hat on because I'm getting very suspicious. Yeah. I can't see your head. I want to know what's down or if you're not well, showing. Well, that's definitely like, <laughs> I would like, like to know that too. But. We want to know what's on this head. Okay? <laughs> yes. And if you're not smiling in any of your pictures, Red oh, teeth are Red so hair. important, I'm guys. Suspicious either well, I mean, I'm sitting next to the most curly white teeth in all the land. <laughs> These two women, thank God I'm over here. Yes. I'm going to hide in the shadows with yeah. my yellow teeth compared yeah. to you guys. Oh my gosh. Both y'all teeth. I can't do it. My gums are too sensitive. Oh, I, literally, sensitive ones. I don't believe it. I can't breathe. I, I literally have can't have air. Grunts. I can't have any air. I promise. Like, okay. I'll Venmo you. I'll take it. I'll Amazon you. This is a game changer. Right. Yeah, you guys have good yes. teeth. Teeth are important, at least to me. Teeth are my love language as well. Yes. Good oral hygiene. hygiene. And just good oral in general. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, yeah. yeah. Good. Um, yeah. Um, I feel like I have another. Oh, that was all my questions. All they all questions. came up oh. organically. They um, did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is there anything else that you would like to add? Favorite color? <laughs> Purple. Oh. Wait, did we Purple talk about this before? We did not. I literally just had a random conversation with somebody then. They were like, oh, my favorite color is purple. Oh, what's your favorite color? I don't think I know this about it, you. It, it ebbs and flows. Ah. I know. I don't know that I have a favorite, but I always go back to green. Green is my favorite color. Green. It's a great color. Yeah. Because like yeah. now like the surrounding area is quite green. So, and yeah. the little nature reserve we went to today was right. quite green. Right. Yeah. Um, but I also like pink a little bit, which is so Ooh, weird. Well, cute. your whole bedroom is a dusty rose. Yeah. So. I went into this rose yeah, world yeah. a couple years back. I don't know. Something happened inside me. Uh, I also like cute. yellow a lot because I think it's a Ooh, color of optimism happiness. and, you know, the sunshine. So yeah, green and yellow are mine. Yeah. Green and yellow, green and yellow. I know that's not the song. <laughs> Speaking oh of the sun, this light is so hot, by the way. Oh, I'm that's why melting, but I run hot as we discussed. Oh, but I'm I like, good thing I wore like a see-through shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, Christy, this was been so enlightening. Uh, We're so happy that you shared some of your really awesome insight to our listeners. Hopefully they get just as much out of it as we did. Yeah. And um, thanks for being our housemate this weekend. We love having guests. A fellow cat lady as well. So oh, oh God, I'm such a cat lady. Finally, Milo oh decided gosh. to get close while we're doing the podcast. Yes. He's right off camera, guys. Yeah. Just monitoring. The day you leave, he's going to be like, <laughs> you know, do the little shark all around your ankles. And I would say shout out where people can find you if they're seeking therapy, but you have a pretty stocked roster. So unless you I want have a to. very stocked roster, yeah. um, if someone desperately wants to know who I am, uh, my website is jamestreetcounseling.com. Right. It's myself and a couple people. We all share an office space and uh, we all pretty much, yeah, everyone I work with, we, we all do the same thing. So if I'm not available and someone else is. It's a plug for them too. Fabulous. Love that. Yeah. Are you open to us putting that link into our description Absolutely. for today's podcast? Okay, sure, perfect. Sure. Great. Yeah. And she'll be in the Facebook group, you guys. Yeah. yeah. We're going we're gonna, to um, needle her to get in there. Alias name. <laughs> <laughs> so you can find her there as oh, well. Oh my goodness. And I'm always happy to help people. Even if I can't be your therapist, I'm happy to direct you because uh, yeah, I know it's, it's not always easy to, especially if you're new to this world, how to navigate mm-hmm. it. So I can give people tips and ideas on how to find someone. Well, yes. I love that just in general 
general, because I think we actually had a question from one of the people in our Facebook groups who's starting a business about like how to get the word out Mm -hmm. and referrals are invaluable. Mm -hmm. So on that note, you guys, just another shout out to all of our amazing listeners for continuing to share your reviews. We have so many amazing reviews. We try to roll them out like, you know, little by little, but thank you guys so much. We can't tell you how much that means to us. And we just hope that we continue to get to know you guys better. So please hop in that Facebook group. Please give us a five-star review so more people can join our tribe. And we really hope that you guys got um, a lot of good tips out of today's episode. Amazing. Thank you all until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.